Matthew chapter number 14 tonight, if you would. Well, this is Tennessee week because I'm going to preach some tonight that the Lord gave me the last time I was in Tennessee. The last time I preached in Tennessee, the Lord gave me this message. And literally the title of the message is a song title to a friend of mine who writes songs who also pastors in Mountain City, Tennessee. His name is Brother Leonard Fletcher. You may know him, but he wrote a song. And uh, I was sitting uh, in a service, and the Lindsays from somewhere in Mississippi were singing. And they sung this song that Brother Fletcher wrote. And I jotted the notes down just on a pad there that I was sitting there. And I told my wife when I got home, I said, i got to go to my office. God's gave me a thought that I want to preach from one of Brother Fletcher's songs. And so tonight, the help of God, I want to do that. You pray for me. Don't try to figure me out. I've been married to my wife for 39 years. She has not figured me out yet. Don't you try to do it in three days, all right? Verse number 13. The Bible says, when Jesus heard of it, he departed thence by ship. I'm in Matthew chapter 14, verse 13. When Jesus heard of it, he departed thence by ship into a desert place apart. When the people had heard thereof, they followed him on foot out of the cities. And Jesus went forth and saw a great multitude. He was moved with compassion toward them. And he healed their sick. How many of you glad the Lord has compassion on us? Amen. And when it was evening, his disciples came to him saying, This is a desert place. The time is now past. Send the multitude away. They may go into the villages and buy themselves victuals. But Jesus said unto them, They need not depart. Give ye them to eat. And they say unto him, We have here but five loaves and two fishes. He said, Watch this phrase, Bring them hither to me. I want you tonight to look at that statement, and I'll say a few things tonight, but before you're seated, I know I've had you stand in a second, I don't preach a long time, usually an hour and a half, I'm done. Before you're seated, what is that? They're used to that, all right? Well, you're going to really be blessed, about 35 minutes, hopefully I'll be done, all right? Uh, Unless you act like you're not enjoying it. If you act like you're not enjoying it, I'll hold you 20 more minutes to aggravate you. All right. But anyway, uh, I, I want for just a few moments to preach on a thought that every single person has in common when you walked in this building tonight. I want to preach on this first night of revival on this thought, bring it all to him. Bring it all to him. There's one thing, you can go ahead and be seated. There's one thing that we all have in common in this auditorium tonight. Every single one of us brought something with us tonight. There's not one individual in this church. There is not one person here tonight that did not bring something with you when you came to church tonight. 
And let me just say this. You know exactly what that something is. And so tonight, I'm going to ask you to think about what you brought to church with you tonight. What you personally in your own life brought with you to the house of God. When you go to Matthew chapter 14, you'll find here in the Word of God uh, that Jesus has this great crowd that is following Him. And the Bible says they're in a desert place. They're in a place... Uh, where there are no McDonald's, no Chick-fil-A, there's nothing there. They're in a place where they have nothing to eat. And the Bible says that when it was getting laid in the day, the disciples, as they always did, always had, they thought was the right answer. And the disciples said, uh, we need to send them away. Now, I don't think they said that being mean. I think they said that because they really knew. Uh, these people are going to be hungry. We're in a desert. Uh, it's a dry place. There is nothing here. And so uh, they said, uh, we need to send them away. Uh, now, what? Watch. After they say that, Jesus saith unto them, they need not depart, give ye them to eat. Well, when he said that, the disciples, and it makes sense that they would say this, they said uh, simply this, we have here but five loaves and two fishes. I mean, you think about it. Uh, but that literally uh, is good enough to feed a Baptist preacher. Amen? I mean, five loaves or two fishes, even on his birthday. Amen? And uh, I'm telling you, uh, they said, Lord, this is all we have. Let me say this to you. They were exactly right. I'm going to be totally honest with you. You can't take five loaves and two fishes and feed thousands of people. You can't take five loaves and two fishes and hardly feed 20 people or 10 people. So they were not wrong in what they were saying. They said, Lord, these people have got to go back because we just don't have enough. But listen, what we got to realize is when something's in our hands, it may not be enough. But when we take what is in our hands, and we put it in the Lord's hands, everything can change. And so what they really ought to thought is, Lord, this is all we got, but then they ought to think something like this, little is much when God is in it, labor not for wealth or pain, fame. Listen, right, listen, you can win it if you go in Jesus' name. I butchered that little song, but anyway, I want you to understand that they only had what they had. Well, I began to think about this when I heard that song, Bring It All to Him. Brother Fletcher wrote this song. It's a powerful song. God's used it all over the country. But listen, what Jesus said is so powerful in verse 18. He said, bring them hither to me. Now listen, what he was saying was, is I want you to give me what you have. I want you to bring that to me. I want you not to bring it to another disciple, to another preacher, to someone else. I want you to give that to me. And can I be honest tonight, if God's going to do something for us in this meeting, if God's going to do something in your life, it's not going to be an evangelist from North Carolina. It's not even going to be your pastor who you love. But if God is going to do something tonight, we've got to be willing to bring it all to Him. Amen. 
So here's the thing I want you to think about tonight. What did you bring? What did you bring tonight? What is it that when you walked in this building, maybe it's been a burden that's been on your heart for a long time. You left home with it. You went to work with it today. You come in here tonight, and that burden is still on your heart. You brought it with you. Maybe it's someone tonight in your family that's lost, and they don't know the Lord. And I preached the last two Sundays. I've been preaching through the parables of Christ in my church, and I preached the last two Sundays on Luke 16. And I talked about the rich man and Lazarus in hell. And you don't hear hell preached a lot about today, but friend, Jesus talked more about hell than he ever did heaven. He wanted us to stay out of hell. Amen? But listen, I watch people in my church weeping on the altar because they had family that did not know Christ. And they knew they would die without the Lord. And so they were bringing them to Him. Oh, maybe tonight it's a wayward child. Maybe tonight it's a grandchild. Maybe tonight it's just something in your life. Maybe nobody else knows about it. Maybe nobody else. Uh, Maybe you just need revival. Listen, revival's not to stir up something that's never had life. Revival is to stir up those that have had life. You and I, I want people to get saved. That's my burden. Listen, I had a man in my church last Saturday night. He went to Red Lobster, he and his wife, and they gave a young lady in her 20s a gospel track and invited her to church. Sunday morning, she walked in our church and died, come down the aisle, got saved by the grace of God. I love seeing people get saved. But can I tell you this? My heart's desire, my burden is we see churches get on fire and get a burden and a zeal and a desire to want to serve God. Amen. So tonight, for just a few moments, I want to ask you tonight to bring it all to Him. There's several things I want to show you tonight in chapter number 14, and I don't want you to miss these tonight. I want you to see, first of all, the step. The step. I want you to look where the Bible says that Jesus said, I give them to me. Jesus said, bring them hither to me. Now look, we know, we know that the first step was not by Jesus. And the first step was not by the people that were hungry. But the first step was by the disciples. They had to be willing to do what Jesus asked them to do. They had to make the first step. And so Jesus said, what do you got? And he, they said, this is what we got. And Jesus said, bring them hither to me. And I can see one disciples get everything they got and take that first step and walk over and give it to the Lord and say, Lord, this is what I have. So can I say this? tonight, if you're going to bring something to the Lord tonight, you're going to have to take that step. You're going to have to be willing to say, Lord, I want to take a step. I want to bring this to you. I want to give this to you. I want to bring it all to the Lord. Now notice, the Bible didn't say that Jesus said, bring me maybe uh, just a couple fish and one one uh, loaf of bread. Uh, he didn't say to them, bring me one fish and, and two loaves of bread. But he said, bring them hither to me. What is he saying? In that step, here's what he's saying. He's saying, bring it all. Bring it all. 
The Bible says in 1 Peter 5, verse number 7, the Bible says, Casting all your care upon Him, for He careth for you. You know what the word casting means in that passage? It means to throw it out and let it go. Other words, when you cast it, it doesn't say reel it back in. It doesn't say get a net and get it out of the water. He said, Casting all your care upon me. Just throw it out and let it go. And let me say this tonight, and I believe this tonight. If we're going to see God do anything in our life, we can't bring Him a portion. We can't bring Him a little bit. Y'all help me now. We can't bring Him some, but we've got to bring it all tonight. Everything the Lord wants. I don't know what you tonight need to bring, but it'll start with a step. It'll start with a step. Oh, yeah, in just a little while. I'm sure you do it like we do it. We do what's called altar calls. Amen? And I believe in that. I had a fellow, we've been trying to build a new auditorium and trying to build some new buildings in the last little while, and our city's been fighting us tooth and nail over doing that. And uh, somebody told me a while back, said, you build a new auditorium in this day and time. There's two things a lot of modern churches are not putting in them. Number one is an altar, and number two is a cross somewhere in the building. And I told them, I said, well, guess what? That's right on the front of our list. Amen. We're going to have a cross and we're going to have an altar so they can come to the cross. Amen. Hey, listen, I'm telling you, you've got to be willing to bring it all to Him tonight. Amen. Oh, listen, listen. I don't know what you brought tonight, but I'm telling you this. In just a little while in this service, you're going to have to make a step. You're going to have to make a step. You say, oh, preacher, I don't need to make a step. Well, you, well if you don't, you're just going to stand there and you're going to hold your fish in your loaves. Yeah. You're just going to say, I think I'm going to keep this. This is mine. I, I think I'm going to hold on to it. And listen, it might be some young man that takes a step tonight to surrender his life to the will of God. It might be some young lady that takes a step to surrender her life to the will of God. I don't know what it might be, but I'm telling you, you've got to take the first step. Yeah. And the disciples, when they were told to bring it all to Him, that's exactly what they did. They brought it all. They brought it all. Now, I want to say to you tonight, when you walked in this auditorium, listen, I'm a pastor. been doing it for a lot of years. I've been pastoring Baptist Church since I was 20 years old, and I'm 59. And so, 39 years of my life, I've been doing this. been in my church now going on 21 years that I'm at now. And I want to say something to you. Every time people walk in the doors of that church, everybody's bringing something in. Everybody's bringing something in. You say, the preacher, yes. Pastor's wife, yes. Listen, I'm telling you, we might bring the most in because there's a whole lot of times we not only have the burdens of ourselves and our families, but also our congregation. And we got things on our heart. And we look around, we see somebody's not there. And we know they're going through something. Listen, we sometimes just have to bring it all to Him. And then we have to give it to Him. Let me say real quick, bringing it to Him is not, I'm going to come pray about it, but right before I, right before I get up, I'm going to grab it and take it back. Amen. Now listen, I'm not, I'm not trying to offend anybody. This is just an illustration. Alright? I grew up in North Carolina in the tobacco capital of the world in the, in the Bible Belt. Alright? So I'm not trying to offend anybody, but I think this is great. My pastor is now 84 years old. He's, re- he's retiring in January. Still wide open preacher, retiring in January in South Carolina. My pastor had a fellow in his church, and that fellow wanted to quit smoking so bad. 
I mean, he just wanted to quit, you know, but he couldn't do it. Now, I've never really smoked, and I know it's probably like cheeseburgers. It's an addiction, amen? And I've never really smoked. But he really wanted to quit smoking. And so he told the preacher, he said, well, every time I give them to the Lord, and I think it's all, I think, I, I say, Lord, I want you to take them. I, I, and he said, I try to do my best. And he said, but I always fail. I'm talking about taking a step. Watch this. My pastor said, well, do me a favor. He said, what? He said, bring them up here. The fellow got his little pack of cigarettes and those. It's a member of a church he's had for years. He, he loved him, but he knew he was having a battle. And he brought them up. And he said, here's what you do. I want you to lay them on the altar. And the man took them out and he laid them on the altar. And he said, now, when the Lord tells you to pick them up, pick them up and go back. <laughs> yeah. Amen? Amen? Listen, I, I want you to understand understand that sometimes we bring things to the altar, but I'm afraid before we even get done praying, we've already picked it back up and we're already taking it back to our seat. Hey, we got to learn to leave it with the Lord. Amen. Number one, the step. Number two, I don't have a 37 points. We're almost there. Amen. Number two, the substance. Now, I've already said a little bit about that, so I'm not going to say a whole lot. But I want you to see this tonight. The substance the disciples had were simply five loaves and two fishes. That's what they had. And listen, and Jesus said, bring all of it. So that's that substance we've been talking about. Listen, when I got saved by the grace of God, I brought all my sin to Jesus. The Bible says in Psalm 25, 18, look upon mine affliction, my pain, and forgive all my sin. You know what I'm glad of? I'm glad when I got saved, God didn't forgive part of my sin, some of my sin. I'm glad when I got saved, God forgave all of my sin. Amen? Amen. Y'all a little too easy to preach to, so i got to stay on subject. All right? I want you to understand the substance. The substance. What is the substance? The substance is it. And you're going to hear me, you're going to hear me constantly say this during this message. What is it tonight that you brought in? What is it? You say, well, preacher, I, I, I'm not out doing drugs and, and, and I'm not, uh, over at the brewery and I, I, I preacher, I'm not doing other, but listen, did, did you bring in a little bit of envy, a little bit of jealousy, a little bit of strife, a little bit of something in your life, a little bit of bitterness? And by the way, I don't know if there is a such thing as a little bit of bitterness. Bitterness is a bad thing. But listen, whatever you brought in here tonight, you gotta give it all. You know what I notice about a lot of people in Baptist churches is they carry a lot of stuff unnecessarily. I'll tell you what. I've learned something through the years, preacher or pastor. I've learned that I can't fix everything. I've learned that I can't hardly fix anything. Amen. I really have. I've learned preach the Bible, let God take care of that. But I'm going to tell you this. It took me a lot of years to quit trying to carry everybody's load. I'm being honest. 
Because, you know, I want people to do well. I want people to be happy. I want families to stay together. I want children to serve God. I, I want people to stay faithful. But I learned in my life, I just can't carry that. So, you know what I've learned to do? It's a whole lot better to give them to the Lord and say, Lord, they're yours. You bought them. You paid for them. You washed them in your blood. Lord, I'm going to give them to you. Amen. There's some I wanted to do more than just give them to him. Say, preacher, what do you mean? I had a fellow call our church office one day. He said, speak to Pastor Hazel. Secretary got with me and said, preacher must speak to you. He got on the phone. And this fellow said, Brother Hazel, uh, listen, uh, uh, we don't want you to be offended, but we think one of our buses went by your church. And I said, I'm not offended by that. He said, you're not? I said, no. He said, well, we, 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 just the road that went by. And I said, matter of fact, let me know the next time you come by. He said, why? I said, I got a few of my people I want to sit out there and see if y'all pick them up. Amen. Now, I'm joking a little bit, but you know how it is. Every preacher's had a few. Amen. Hey, I want you to understand. Listen, some people would rather climb a tree and be miserable than stay on the ground and enjoy life. Amen. This is the way it is. Hey, but I'm telling you, life too short not to enjoy it. How do you enjoy it? You give what you have to the Lord. Give it all to Him. Amen. People you can't fix. There's things you can't fix. Listen, I feel sorry for every parent that goes to bed at night with a wayward child. And that wayward child, you want them so bad to get right with the Lord. But there'll have to come a day you just have to give them to God. You can worry yourself over it. You can cry yourself to sleep. But the whole point of it is you can pray. But when you're praying, what you're doing is you're giving them to God. you got to give them to God. That's the substance. What is the substance tonight? What is it that you brought with you? Everybody's equal in this building. We all brought something. All preacher, I didn't bring nothing. Yes, you did. We all brought something. Amen. I want you to see not only do you see the step, the disciples gave it to him, the substance. It was what it was. But thirdly, there's no way I can preach this passage without saying, then there's the Savior. There's the Savior. You say, preacher, what is it? The Bible, the song rather says, give it all to Him. Who is that Him? It is the Lord Jesus Christ. Why is that so important? Watch this. Because He is the only one that's got the power to fix it. Amen. When I first started out as a young pastor, pre-gray hair and broken bones, racing dirt bikes. When I first started, started out as a young pastor, People would come to my office with this tough things they're going through in their life. Maybe they diagnosed with cancer or maybe preacher it was somebody that, that, uh, had lost a job or maybe it's something hard in their life. And you know, we really, when I was younger, I always tried to give them maybe an explanation and say, well, maybe this is why this happened. I'm going to be honest with you. It was a good day for me when I learned in my life, there's a lot of things I don't understand. I had one year in my church, I buried a 16-year-old with cancer and an 18-year-old with an overdose. Accidental overdose. I don't understand those things. I don't try to understand those things. And I'm not going to look at a mom who's burying a 16-year-old and say to that mom, I understand because I didn't understand. I didn't understand. I've got one daughter, and I, I couldn't imagine that. I did not understand. But in my early ministry, I would do, but you know what I've learned? I've learned in my life that it's okay not to know why. It's okay not to understand it all. But there's one thing that's hugely important. 
And that's who you give it to. Amen. How many times have people come to me as a pastor and wanted me to fix stuff? You know what really bothers me? I, I told, I literally told my church this from the pulpit. I said, I'm going to start charging $29.95 for everybody that comes to me for canceling. That does not listen to what I tell them. If you come to me, say, preacher, I need some help. Can you give me some advice? If you listen, it's free. But if you go right out my door and do opposite what I told you, $29.95. Amen. You know, I'm amazed. I had a young lady walk in our church yesterday. Listen, I told her, I told her and told her not to do what she was going to do. It's been about, I told her she was going to crash. I told her the relationship wasn't, wasn't going to work. I told her you're going to be miserable. Now all of a sudden, she walks into church and exactly what happened is what I told her would happen. You know what she wants me to do? Fix it. I can't fix it. I can't fix stuff like that. That's the hardest part of me being a pastor. I was two years in evangelism. I've always had a heart for the local church to grow and be revived. But even, but in evangelism, when I preach to people, I never really, I was going somewhere, so I never really saw them grow. But as a pastor, you do. And you know what? There's a lot of times I want to fix things that I, I just can't fix them. But you know what I'm glad of? I'm glad I got an omnipotent God tonight. I'm glad I've got an all. Do you realize, listen to me, do you realize there is not one, one thing of substance you brought in this building tonight that's too big for God? Oh, preacher, wait a minute. You don't know. Listen, you can't tell me it's too big for God. You can tell me it's too big for me and too big for you. I appreciate people that quote scripture and mean well. We hear people say all the time, God will never put more on you than you're able to bear. That's a great statement, but in context, it has nothing to do with the trouble you're going through in your life. It has to do with temptation. In context, I've had a lot of times in my life, I've had more on me than I could bear. But you know what I did? I learned who to give it to. And when I don't give it to him, it throws another gray hair in my head. When I don't give it to him, it causes another problem with my stomach. <laughs> when I don't give it to him, it causes, why? Because there's no sense in carrying what I can't fix. Amen. I want to help you tonight. Are you listening? The Savior, listen, because of his omnipotence, because of his promises. Because of his promises. He said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. He said, cast all your care upon me. For I care for, listen, I want you to know tonight on the first night of revival, when you walked in this building tonight, I want you to know everybody brought something. I'm going to get a pianist to come if she would and uh bass player, however you, y'all do your invitation. But I, I want you, if you would tonight for just a moment, I want you right now to think about when you walked in the double doors in Knoxville, Tennessee, and you came in here tonight. Listen, I'm a pastor. I'm going to say this to you. You're here tonight because you want to be here. Now, there may be a few kids are here because, you know, they're, they're, they're raised on drugs. They're drugged to church every time the doors are open. Amen. But, but, but for the most part, you folks are here tonight, right? You work jobs today. I mean, it's been kind of humid today. You've worked jobs today or you've done something today. But whatever you've done, you came tonight because you wanted to be here. Right? You didn't come, you, you came because you want to be here tonight. 
That's why you're here. That's why you loaded up your family. That's why the kids went to school, but you still brought them tonight because you want to be here. But listen to me. Everybody walked in here something. I wonder what your five barley loaves and two fishes are. And then listen to the words of Jesus. Bring them hither to me. Bring them hither to me. Amen. I believe that's why preachers need to listen to the verse in the Bible that says, be not weary and well-doing. Because I think sometimes we try to carry too much of a load for people. I love them and I want to do it, but I can't fix it all. I just can't do it. Amen. And sometimes it's not because of bad decisions like that young lady I mentioned makes. Sometimes it's just things that people go through. And preacher, as much as we love them, we realize the only answer is the Lord. Just stand to your feet with your heads bowed with me tonight. You guys have been awesome to preach to. Well, I'm so glad when I have to leave my home, I can go somewhere at a place where somebody acts like they want to have church. Thank you tonight. I'm glad you're here tonight. Won't you bow your head with me just a moment tonight, if you would? I know some have already come to the altar tonight. You just mind the Lord. But I want to ask you a question. How many of you, while I was preaching that, you began to think in your heart, boy, here's something I brought with me tonight. Here's something tonight that's on my heart. Here's something I thought about as soon as the preacher said, what did you bring with you tonight? There's something I thought about tonight. I I wonder tonight if there's something on your heart. Would you slip your hand up? You can just slip it up and put it right back down. Thank you so much for your honesty tonight. Listen, why are pianists playing the invitation tonight? I want to ask you, many have already come. I wonder tonight if there's something tonight you want to come pray about. You slipped your hand up. You know what's on your heart. Well, preacher, I brought it before. Bring it again. Bring it again. Would you mind the Lord while she's playing all across this auditorium? If God puts something on your heart tonight, if you can't physically get to this altar, pray there where you're at. But if God, if God puts something on your heart that you need to bring to Jesus, would you bring it to Him tonight? Would you do it? I don't have to know. Unless you want to, Pastor don't even have to know. But you know tonight. You know tonight. Bring it all to Jesus. Wouldn't it be great if on a Monday night in this wonderful beautiful time of the year wouldn't it be great if somebody tonight brought something to the Lord and left it there there may be a lady here tonight you got a husband you want him to go to church with you so bad but he's not going to church with you and that's a burden on your heart maybe some man you want your wife to go to church and she's not going and that's a burden on your heart Why don't you bring it to Him tonight? While this lady's playing this beautiful song on the piano so eloquently tonight, why don't you just mind the Lord? Bring it all to Him. Leave it there. My youth pastor and his wife learned this song. Bring it all to him. Occasionally I get them to sing it. Bring it all to Jesus. He said, bring it hither to me. 
got to be willing to leave it, friend. That's the hard part. I'm not going to lie to you. That's the hard part. The hard part, that first step, once you make that and get here, the tough thing comes in. Can you leave it? Can you leave it? I watched a lady crawl to an altar in our church several years ago to a revival meeting. Her dad was lost. And I've never heard someone weep like she did her dad. She got up from the altar. Here's what she said. She said, I'm done. I put him on the altar. That's all I can do. I'm going to leave it with the Lord. It was amazing. But three weeks later, in the state of West Virginia, she's in North Carolina. Her daddy went to a little small Baptist church up in the mountains and got saved by the grace of God. She just left it all to him.